of Ephesians chapter number 4. Going to be reading from the New Living Translation today. Ephesians chapter number 4. We're going to begin reading with verse number 11. The Word of the Lord says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The what? What did He give? Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. You didn't know I was your gift, did you? Their responsibility, say there. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Let's skip down to verse number 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Notice that. As each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. This morning we're going to be talking about the Care Ministry Network. Father, I thank you for the awesome and incredible ministry that is being birthed in this church this very day. God, I thank you for those, Lord, that, that are going to give of their time and of their energy and most of all of their love and their mercy and their grace, Father, to help care for this congregation. God, I just pray today, Lord, that, Lord, that this ministry, Father, will get down in the heart of all of our people. Father, I pray that you'll raise up many, many more care ministers as time goes by. Father, help us to be clear today. Lord, let your anointing rest upon us. Lord, challenge the people in this place today. We ask all of these things for the glory of God. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Well, you may be reseated this morning. The Care Ministry Network. You're going to hear a lot about that in time to come. The Care Ministry Network will be the vehicle that we are going to use to carry out our new vision statement, which is caring people Caring for people. You're going to hear that so often that you're going to hear it in your sleep. Caring people, caring for people. You see, it is our goal that eventually, say eventually, that eventually every regular attender of our church will be assigned a care minister. The care ministry will begin, say begin. The care ministry will begin with the people who have made it abundantly clear to us that this is their church and they come to church here on a regular basis. This will be the beginning of our care ministry. I have a care ministry leadership team that, that, that has been working behind the scenes. They've been working for weeks and weeks and weeks. They've been working extremely hard in placing people with a care minister. Now, let me say that as hard as they have worked and as hard as they have tried, I guarantee you somebody has been missed. If you are a regular attender of this church and, and, and you have not been placed with a care minister, please accept our apologies and please do not be offended. It's just an oversight. We've got a lot of people. There's nearly 500 people that, that come to this church. Some come on a regular basis. Some come on not so regular basis, but about 500 people that, 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 that come to this church. And so it's very, very hard to make sure that every person uh, that is a regular attender uh, is placed under a care minister. So please help us. Uh, and if you have not been, let us, let us know. It was not done intentionally. 
If you are a regular attender of this church and you are not contacted by a care minister in the next two or three weeks or so, uh, please let us know so that we can get you placed. As this church grows and we anticipate incredible growth, when we get next door and we get started over there, we, we, we are anticipating some incredible, incredible growth. And as this church grows, more care ministers will be trained and commissioned. Yet the fact remains we can only serve the amount of people that we have care ministers for. A care minister is somebody who will make sure that the people assigned to them are cared for. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 through 16 tells us that the people of the church are to do the ministry of the church. I understand that the church has not practiced that for years and years and years. We have practiced the fact that we'll hire uh, professional clergy to do all of the work of the church. But that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what the Bible says. It's not the Bible way. The Bible way is, yes, we are to have full-time, fully paid, fully funded uh, pastors and ministers in the church. But their job is not to do the ministry of the church. Their job is to equip the people to do the ministry of the church. That's what the Bible says. The pastor's job is to equip the people, to train the people in ministry. The church should run on the feet of the members and not on the feet of the pastors. Let me give you a description of a care minister and talk a little bit about their responsibilities. Today I'm I'm going to be using an acrostic of the word care. Through an acrostic of the word care, we will describe and talk a little bit about the responsibilities of a care minister. I have to apologize this morning. I've been sick since Wednesday, but we're going to make it through this morning. For the letter C in the word care, I'm using the word caring. That one was a hard one, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm using the word caring. Because you see, the main job of a care minister is simply to care. Caring people, caring for people. Let me ask you this morning, does anybody really care anymore? Does anybody really care anymore? Well, there was a time in the life of David when he felt like nobody cared. In Psalm 142 and 4, David said, I looked for someone to come and help me. But no one gave me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. That's what David said. Doesn't he sound pathetic? But let me ask you, have you ever felt like David was feeling at this particular time? Truth be known, all of us have felt like that at one time or another. Whether it was true or not, we felt like nobody cares. And it's getting progressively worse. Let me understand, we're living in a very impersonal world today. You know, to the government, you're just a social security number. To the banker, you're just an account number. To the doctor, you're simply symptoms on a chart. Call a business today and you get a recording, a recording that you have to listen to for five minutes before you finally get to the right extension. It's so frustrating. You even get mail delivered to your address today, addressed to occupant. 
I want to send it back and say, no occupants live here, only Bensons live here. True story, true story. One day I opened a a letter that was addressed to occupant and the letter read, dear occupant, we take a personal interest in you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Very few personal touches remain. People don't talk to each other anymore. It's a world of texting and Facebooking and emails and faxes and other non-personal methods. This past Friday, just this past Friday, I was sick, I was at home, but I was still working. I was in my office working. And I get a text from my wife, who's in the back bedroom. This is an impersonal world that we're living in. It's getting worse. The care minister's job is to add a personal touch to our church. You see, the bigger our church gets, the more impersonal it will get. Unless. Say unless. You know, some people, some people in our own church don't want the church to grow. There are people in our church don't like it that our church has quadrupled in the last 10 years. They don't like it. Their slogan is, our four no more. The bigger our church gets, the more impersonal it will get, unless, unless we do something intentional to keep it from happening. And that's what we're doing. That's what the Care Ministry Network is all about. Care Ministry Network is an an intentional method put in place to make sure that every single regular attender of this church gets a personal touch on a consistent basis. Care Ministers, I am counting on you. You're going to make us or you're going to break us? You're going to make us or you're going to break us, depending on the level of care and personal attention that you give. Now, let me say something to members. Don't worry. Your care minister has not been taught to smother you. And care ministers, remember, it's not your job to smother the people in your group. Care ministers are not to smother, only to care. I'm describing the care minister with an acrostic of the word care. For the letter A uh, in the word care, the care minister is, is assigned. The care minister is assigned. In the book of Exodus, chapter number 18, beginning with verse number 13. Exodus chapter 18, beginning with verse 13, says, And so it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, What is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. I'm God's man of faith and power for the hour. I'm the man. 
When they have a difficulty, they come to me and I judge between one and another and I make known the statutes of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing you do is not good. What you're doing is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out, for this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel, and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people, so that you may bring the difficulties to God. And you shall teach them the statutes and the laws, and show them the way in which they must walk, and the work they must do. Moreover, you shall select from all the people, from who? You shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And let them, who? Let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure and all this people will also go to their place in peace. So Moses heeded the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. And they judged the people at all times, the hard cases they brought to Moses, but they judged every small case themselves. And then Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went his way to his own land. Let me tell you that caring for people is too big of a job for one man. If you've got 75 people in the church, one man may be able to take care, and he's full-time, he may be able to take care of them. Not 500 and someday a thousand. See, we're in the year of preparation, right? We're getting prepared. We're getting ready for the growth that God's going to send us. This is a part of it. Caring for people is too big of a job for just one man. When all of the work of the ministry is done by one man or even by just a staff of people, everybody and everything suffers. It suffers both quality and quantity. When ministry is reserved for just one man. Let me suggest to you that pastors burn out and people rust out. When the ministry is all done by the pastors and not shared with the people. Jesus used people in hands-on ministry. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, one day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and he gave them power and authority to cast out demons and to heal all diseases. And then he sent them out. He said who? Then he sent them out to tell everybody about the kingdom of God. And in Luke chapter 10 and verse 1, now the, Lord cho- now the Lord chose 72 other disciples and sent them out in pairs. You see, Jesus realized that he could only be in one place at a time, and he realized that his ministry was limited unless, unless he assigned others to minister. 
In Mark chapter 6, a story is told of Jesus feeding the 5,000 families. Notice verse number 41. Jesus took the five loaves and he took the two fish and he looked up to heaven and he blessed them. Then, breaking the bread into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples. Who did he give the bread to? The disciples. So they, say they, so they could distribute it to the people. Do you see a principle here? You see, it is my job to break the bread and give it to you every Sunday morning. But it is your job to take the bread that I have fed you with and take it to the people throughout the week. I have assigned, in a few moments, I'm going to commission care ministers to help me care for the wonderful people of this church. Notice the next letter in this acrostic of the word care for the letter R. I'm using the word representative. Representative. Now the dictionary says that a representative is one who represents another. The people Moses appointed in Exodus 18 represented Moses. The people Jesus appointed in Luke 9 and Luke 10 represented Jesus. The care ministers that I am appointing will represent me. Your care minister is my representative. Your care minister is an extension of me and an extension of my ministry. They must carry my heart. And when they show up, they show up representing me. In Acts chapter 6, deacons were appointed in the early church. And these deacons were appointed to represent the apostles. So we got that backwards too in the modern church. Today, the modern church elects deacons as the representatives of the body so that they can go represent the body, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, before that mean bulldog preacher. It's the mentality of the American church, but it's not the Bible way. Bible way was the deacons did not represent the people. The deacons represented the ministers. The deacon should have the the heart of the one they are serving. And if they don't have that heart, they should not be a deacon. The needs of the early church had gotten so large that that the apostles couldn't meet all of the needs of the church by themselves. And the apostles had gotten so busy with the machinery of the church, got so busy with with the nuts and the bolts of the church, so busy with the physical needs of the church, they were so busy running here and there and trying to take care of all the physical needs of the church that they had no time for what they were actually called to do. And that was to study and pray and seek the face of God so that they could feed the people of God spiritually. Care ministers will be sort of like deacons in the early church who became partners with and helpers of the minister. 
helping them care for the needs of the church. This is why Paul taught in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, that church members were to be trained to represent the pastors and do the hands-on ministry of the church. Now hear this clearly this morning. Care ministers don't replace the pastor. They represent him. If you're a care minister, listen up. You have absolutely no idea how hard this is for me. One of my staff members even said, I don't think Pastor will ever pull this. I don't think he'll ever do this. I'm a pastor. Cut me, and I bleed pastor. I love my people. And I'm jealous over my people. If you're going to be a a care minister... If you're going to represent me and help me care for my people, you better take this very, very, very seriously. Get a heart for people. Learn to love people with an unconditional love. Develop an attitude of grace. Develop an attitude of understanding. Ask God to expand your desire and expand your capacity to love. We're making an acrostic of the word care as I try to describe to you what a care minister is. For the letter C, caring. The letter A, they're assigned. For the letter R, they're representative. And for the letter E, they're equipped. Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, said to him in Exodus chapter 18 and verse 21, Select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. But I want you to notice that before he appointed these men, verse 20 says, Jethro said, You shall teach them. You shall teach them the statutes, you shall teach them the laws, and you shall show them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. And in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 12, one more time, the pastor's responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Let me assure you today that care ministers have been trained and will receive continual training to know how to care for people. They have been trained what they should do as well as what they should not do. And what they should not do is just as important as what they should do. Care ministers, please. Do not overstep your bounds. Work within the boundaries whereby you have been taught. 
Each of you, if you're a care minister, each of you have a notebook of detailed information and instruction. Make this your second Bible. Learn it, study it, refer to it, live by it. Care ministers are not counselors. We're not calling you to counsel the people of this church. Care ministers are not counselors. Care ministers are not miracle workers. Thought I'd take that load off of you. (laughs) Care ministers are not decision makers. Care ministers are simply people who care on purpose. Now, full-time pastors and staff can only provide crisis care. People in crisis have always received, and they will always continue to receive, undivided attention of the full-time pastors. If you're in a crisis, you're going to get our attention. But listen, a church this size, that's all we have time for is people that are in crisis. And once this crisis is over, maybe it ain't even over yet, and somebody else has a crisis. And your pastors will always be involved in crisis ministry. And I want you to understand that this ministry is not being put into place so the pastoral staff won't have to work as hard. This ministry is being put into place so that the pastoral staff can work just as hard or harder than ever, but they can work in areas where they are called to work in and in areas that will bring the most benefit to this church and to the glory of the Lord. And they won't become like the apostles of the early church who became waiters, literally waiting tables, till someone discovered it's not right. For us to leave the ministry of prayer and study and teaching the word to serve tables. Nothing wrong with serving tables. Nothing wrong with that. That's an incredible ministry. But if the man of God is spending all of his time running here and there and doing this and that and all the nuts and bolts and all the little bitty things that go on that gets the, keeps the wheels of the church moving forward and doesn't have time to pray and doesn't have time to seek God and doesn't have time to get along with God and hear from God and get direction from God and get a word from God and get some food to share with the people on Sunday morning, then the church is no better than the Lions Club. truth of the matter is people need more than crisis care. They need continual care. And if people receive continual care, it will have to come from the people. There's no time for it to come through the pastors. Care ministers will help us provide this level of care. Caring people. Caring for people. Now, let, let me say this this morning. Let me, let me say this. Just because you are not a care minister. And please, don't see that as some kind of a position. Dear folks. 
Just because you are not a care minister, that doesn't mean that you cannot care. In fact, we want everybody in this church to become a caring person. Reaching out to people, loving people, including people in their circle of influence, inquiring about people when they miss church. Not indicting people for not being there, but just genuinely concerned. I missed you. Everything okay? Not, where are you at Sunday? No. Notice you weren't there Sunday. Everything okay? Caring people. Caring for people. Well, today I'm going to commission the care ministers who have gone through the extensive training and have agreed to take on the responsibility that comes with being a care minister. My hope and my prayer today is that some of you out there today, some of you, that maybe you went through the training, but you elected not to become a care minister. And we told you up front, you don't have to be one just because you go get trained. My hope and my prayer is that some of you that went through the training, but elected not to become a care minister. Or my hope is those of you that are new to our church and are just now hearing about this ministry. Either way or some other way, you feel a tugging on your heart towards this ministry and, and you want to become involved in this ministry somewhere down the road. Ah, if this describes you, please let us know. Let me say this as I close today. This is just the beginning of this ministry. And we're just rookies. In this ministry. Every one of us. From me to the directors to the assistant directors to the leadership team to the care ministers. We are all rookies. And I promise you we will make some rookie mistakes. We'll get picked off on first. We'll fumble the ball. Because we're rookies. And rookies make rookie mistakes. Adjustments and changes will need to be made as we bumble and stumble through the infancy of this ministry. My wife said three or four times during this process, I just know somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. I said, I promise you somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Because I know church people. I love you, but I know you. I know us. that sound better? I know us. Please be patient with us. Please be understanding with us. Please understand our heart. And our heart is all about developing a grace place. A place of unconditional love and acceptance. A place where people who have lost hope can regain it. Uh, people who, who, who feel unloved can find love once again. 
A place that doesn't just put on a good show for an hour on Sunday morning. And I think we put on a pretty good show. That worship today was incredible. But I don't want us just to put on a good show for an hour on Sunday morning. I want us to become a place where every single person in the church can be cared for on a consistent basis. Caring people. Caring for people. At this time, we're going to begin the commissioning of our care ministers. I want to begin this morning by recognizing our directors and our assistant directors of the Care Ministry Network. And let me tell you that I am absolutely thrilled and totally excited about the people we have in place. And I believe with all of my heart that they, are, they have been placed in these positions by divine appointment. When I call your name, please come to the front and face the congregation right here in the middle, please. Directors of Care Ministry Network, Ricky and Patty Moffat. And no applauses, please. We've got to move real quick. Directors. This, these are our directors of the Care Ministry Network, Ricky and Patty Moffat. The assistant directors of the Care Ministry Network is Mark and Sandy Knowles. In a moment, I'm going to call the names of the care ministers. When I call your name, please come forward and receive a certificate of completion of the care ministry training. Once you receive your certificate, please line up across the front. This side, starting over here, over to this side, facing the congregation. Come very quickly, please. We've got some stuff to do. We don't have a lot of time. Heath and Trina Anderson. Tony and Christina Ayala. Olu and Olori Oluwatoyan. Close. Not close. Deborah Baliosian and Cindy Shields. They are a team. Brad and Carol Brewer. Sadette Cotton and Elma Gonzalez, they are a team. Jerry and Kim Forbes. Adam and Ceci Gonzalez. Jeff and Jennifer Manley. Glendora Matthews and Connie Schultz. They are a team.
Pat McCarthy and Linda Showalter. They definitely are a team. They are sisters, if you do not know. Rod and Gail McCallan. Ricky and Susie Medrano. Tim and Nancy Neeland. Brian and Kelly Pettit. Renee and Ophi Rubio. Raymond and Catherine Ubani. How about that, Ray? I got that right. Everybody's got it wrong, but I got it right, isn't it? It is Ubani. I was told it was Ubani when I moved here 10 years ago. They didn't know. But I've discovered since then that you are Raymond Temple Ubani. And Mark and Adina Weimer. These people standing before you today have been fully trained in the ministry of caring. And from this day forward, they will be recognized as care ministers. They will join me in doing all that is humanly possible to provide ongoing care for the people God entrusts us with.